Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And I want to start, I always like to start, if I can, with something practical or, you know, something related to Latin in our own lives. And sure enough, I tuned into Playtime last week. Again, I haven't watched that for a while. I haven't listened to it for a while. But last week I tuned into it, and boy, oh boy, it was a good thing I did. Cindy gave me all kind of goodies last week uh, that we can review. First of all, she gave me a very interesting word. If you're a poopophobe, what are you? P. I know it sounds like uh, worse than it is. A poopophobe. P u p a p h o b e. What is a poopophobe? Fear of dolls. That's what I thought. I'm thinking okay. from French. I know this one. It's that's what I puppets. thought. Fear of yes, Tom. Fear Fear of puppets. puppets. And but I would I was I was really puzzled because I thought I know the word poopa in Latin means dolls. So is it fear of dolls? And that would have been my guess. And I bet you she might have given it to me if I had said that. I don't know. But um, um, I also thought, well, you know, the pupae, the 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 insect stages, you know, you have the larva. In fact, someone someone said fear of larvae or something. Uh, someone guessed that. But, you know, you have the larva, which is the caterpillar stage. Then you have the pupa or pupa, which is the stage where it's wrapped up in a cocoon. Wow. And then you have the adult stage, which is when it becomes a butterfly or a whatever, a moth, whichever animal it is. So I, I was tempted to guess uh, fear of cocoons or fear of, <laughs> you know, something like that. But uh, it turns out it's fear of puppets. And I guess the word puppet, I didn't look up the word puppet. But I'm willing to bet, Carla, that puppet means a small doll. Poop, poopa means doll, and et means small, little. So I'm willing to bet you that puppet, really, if you, if we looked up the derivative of puppet, we would say it means a small doll. And that really would make sense. The thing in Spanish is muñeca is doll. No relationship at muñeca. all. In French, it's... Uh, Oh, golly, what a poupée. Yeah, poupée. So, yeah, that's right. So, uh, anyway, that was the first one. She she really laid it on us last week. She gave us a lot of uh, good good Latin ones. Second one, the god, the god Bacchus is the god of what beverage? Wine. Wine, Wine. okay. Yeah. Does anyone remember his Greek name? Dionysus. Yes, Dionysus is a Greek name. Bacchus is the Roman name, and it is wine. Then she said, what goddess helped guide Ulysses back home? And I thought, oh, I wonder if my Latin people will remember that. Do you remember? This goddess helped him all the way along his journey, really. Oh. Um. Venus? <laughs> no, Venus. Now you're, you're not. That's not a bad answer because <laughs> Venus helped Aeneas get home. She oh. was his mother, and she helped him get home. But Ulysses was helped home by Athena. Oh, um, right. And uh, remember, what's Athena's what's Athena's Roman name? Minerva. Yeah, Minerva. And oh. what is Venus's Greek name? 
Aphrodite. Yes, Aphrodite. So good. And so that was kind of neat. Uh, now, then the another question she asked, um, what did Jason and the Argonauts, what were they looking for? Uh, golden something, was it? Yep. Golden fleece. The golden fleece. Of a sheep and, or a goat or something. Yep. And that's a very interesting story. I'm just going to talk about that for a second. Um, they think that what this goal, because the story is that uh, these kids are being kind of mistreated by their stepmother. And so they, they find out that they're going to be, I guess, killed or sacrificed. So they pray to Jupiter and he sends a golden ram down and they jump on its back and fly to an area in Asia to the Black Sea. And on the way, the little girl, it's a boy and a girl, the little girl falls off because she can't hold on. And where she falls off is what we now call the Hellespont. That is, Heli, her name was Heli, Heli's fountain or river. And then the boy, whose name was Phrixus, he keeps on flying until he gets to the Black Sea area. And then he sacrifices this golden ram and makes a golden fleece out of it. And that's what they were supposed to come and get. Now, this golden fleece probably, if you really try to trace this out, you know, what did it really mean? It probably was a rain-making apparatus, like a, a thing that you would have if you wanted to make rain. And so they would hang it up on a tree, and if it was there, it would make it rain. And that, there's some truth to that, because this woman that was this these kids' stepmother, she took all the corn seed and parched it so they, when they planted it, it wouldn't harvest. And then she could tell her husband, these kids of yours are causing us not to have good harvest, so let's get rid of them. And, uh, and so they think this golden fleece may have been kind of a, a rain-making object, which they could use if they wanted good harvest. Anyway, whether that's true or not, who knows? It's an interesting story. Uh, and of course, you remember the great, the real character in that story of the Golden Fleece? The hero's name is, do you remember? Uh, Jason. Jason. Jason and the Argonauts. Okay. What's the girl that falls in love with him and that really helps him, who really helps him to get the Golden Fleece? You remember her name? Was that Ariadne or is that Theseus? No, that's a good guess, though. That's the one that okay. helped Theseus. Okay. No, this is... She's the she's a witch. She's a witch in mythology. Circe. No, no. you're right though. Circe is oh. right. Circe is this girl's aunt. Oh. So they're both witches in the same family. Oh. Um, let's see. Medea. Uh, Medea. Yeah. And remember, they get the, the reason I mention her, they get back to Greece and oh, he yeah. marries her. Right. But then he gets a better offer. Uh-huh. A king, a king in the area offers his daughter mm-hmm. to Jason in marriage. And so he he kind of gets rid of Medea and says, you know, get lost, hon. I've got a better <laughs> offer. And she gets very angry, mm-hmm. as she very well might, and kills her own children because she in front of him. In front of yep. him, I think. And then the woman that he was going to marry, she gives her a robe and she puts it on and she mm-hmm. burns up. And then Medea goes off and seduces another king and so forth. And anyway, uh, she's quite a character. But really, Jason totally mistreated her, uh, really did. 
Uh, what planet, and this is, this is the last question, what planet is the only planet named for a female character? Um, let's see here. Earth! No. no. Earth isn't named. I don't know what. I'm not sure what the name Earth comes Gaia. from. Gaia. I thought it was named oh, Gaia. Gaia is the Greek. Yes. Okay. That is true. The, the, the Greek word for the Greek word for Earth is Gaia, but 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 the planet was isn't called Venus? Gaia. Yes, it's Venus. Oh, of course. Oh. Venus. The rest of them are male gods and so forth. So Cindy really, uh, Cindy really did us proud the other night on that. She gave us a lot <laughs> of good stuff to talk about. And uh, if you didn't see it, uh, you missed it. It was good playtime. Our friend Tom was in there playing, and uh, so it was, it was a good good play time. Hey, I'm sorry. Question before we go any further, um, you know, hostess, um, you know, enemy, uh, the enemy of the state. Yes, I'm mm -hmm. I'm confused about something, and I've always been confused about mm -hmm. it, um, and that is the relationship. And there, I know there's something there, but to things like youth hostel and host, and it sounds like the exact opposite, but there must be some roots there. And I don't quite get how that happened. That's a very interesting question. And I'm going to make a guess. I'm going to make a guess, a guess, and I might be wrong. And Carla, you can probably tell me if I'm right or not. There, I think there are two different roots. I think there's the root hostess, which is where we get hostile and hostility and all that stuff, meaning enemy, enmity. But then I think there might be another word maybe coming from German, which means host in the sense of hospitality or, guest, or being a guest, like the Holy Ghost. That comes from the word guest in german from what i understand hmm. um and so i wonder if host i wonder if that host idea uh and and of course the, the thing about hostile youth hostels are not at all hostile they're places <laughs> today uh i wonder if that doesn't come from a german word uh we'll have to try to find that out and i will find this this week if i can i'll ask siri uh, if she can tell me the word uh host See where we can find out where it comes from. Host and hostess, not the one that's the enemy, but the other one, you know. Okay. A good question, Carla. And I don't I don't know the answer for, to it, but I'm going to make a guess of it. Uh, all right. Now we have a story. We have a couple stories to read today, but we're going to read the first one. But we're not we're not going to translate. And I'll tell you why. Um, I mean, we can translate it if you want to, but I knew a lady, I was on a Latin teaching list once, and this college professor was on there, and she said, I think she taught at, uh, it's a woman's college. Uh, I want to say Smith. I don't, um, per, the, one, the one that hosts Perseus, what, Tufts. She taught at Tufts. That's where she taught. And she said she gave her students a reading with some questions to answer. And they said, what are you doing? This is Latin. We're not supposed to answer questions on stories in Latin. We're supposed to translate them. And she said, oh, yeah, really? Uh, why can't we answer questions on them? You know, it's, you're still getting the meaning. So I just thought, 
you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll show you that you don't always have to translate stories in Latin. You can answer questions on them as well. So let's just look at this story a minute. I'm going to read it aloud just so you people can hear it who may not have the notes or whatever. Uh, those of you who do have the notes can read it along with me if you want to. Uh, in fact, I guess I could ask you guys to read it, but I, I'll just read it. Uh, it says, Claudia, that's a name, Claudia, C-L-A-U-D-I-A, Claudia Espuela Romana, in Casa Magna Habitat. Familia Claudiae, and that means Claudia's, Est Magna, Matrem, Patrem, Duos fratres et unam sororem habet. Awas et awia quoque in casa habitant. Awas corpus infirmum habet. Awia malta animalia et malto servos habet. Canis habet. Nomen est victor. <laughs> victor lupum videt et corpus ad casam trahit. Sterwi maltum opus faciunt. Pater est poeta. Flumina, tempora, corpora, et animalia amad et laudat. Bellum non laudat. Mater epistulam legit. Fratre sunt irate, irati, quod iter ad bellum faciunt. All right, there we go. And, uh, that's a... Uh, Pretty nice little story here. And you have to read a little bit between the lines in this story. But anyway, where does Claudia live? Where in a big say? house. In a big, big house. house. In Magna Casa, it says. Magna. All right. How many family members live with Claudia? Uh, four. No. Father. Father. Is it father, mother, father, two brothers. And a two brothers. Two brothers. Yeah. One sister. Oh. A sister. Grandma and grandpa. Grandma oh, and grandpa. Okay. So how many yeah. is that? One, seven? two, three, four. That's seven. So yeah. seven people live with her, not counting her. Mm -hmm. What does Victor drag? By the way, who was Victor? Dog. He's a dog. Okay, he's her grandmother's dog. What does he drag? The body, the wolf. A body, a wolf's body. Yeah, he drags. What does her father praise? Huh? He prays rivers, praises rivers, and he doesn't praise war. I know that. He doesn't praise war. Right. He doesn't praise war. He praises rivers. I mean, uh, 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 rivers, times, animals. Animals, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Was there something else in there? Rivers, times, animals. Um. Seems like there's something else in cor there. Corpora. Bodies. Corpora bodies. He praises bodies, too. Bodies. See, I didn't quite get. <laughs> well, maybe like beautiful women's bodies. I don't know. Uh, maybe okay. beautiful no! athletes. Maybe beautiful <laughs> athletes' bodies too. You know, or maybe great wolf's body. You know, I don't know what kind of bodies they are. Maybe, maybe bodies a of fitness war. expert. A fitness What's that? person. Maybe he was a fitness person. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was. <laughs> maybe he was. Okay. What is her mother doing? Uh, she writes a letter. No. You're, right. you're kind of she's reading a letter she's reading a letter oh. and i think you can read between the lines maybe the family gets a letter from someone telling the boys they got to come to war i don't know where will her brothers go 
um, the brothers. War? Yep. Are, they make a journey angry, to war. Angry because they do not want to go to war. That's right. They're angry because they don't want to go to war. You're right. Very good. Now, see how well we did with that. Yeah. Uh, just translating that. I mean, uh, just answering those questions. And by the way, if you if you ever took the SAT two test in Latin, that's exactly the kind of thing you would do. They give you they give you questions with A B C answers. Uh, they would not ask you to translate. They might ask you a question calling for picking the best translation of something, but but it's all questions. So this is a good activity if you ever huh. are teaching. Yeah, but I, I find that my I I try to get my language students away from over translating everything and starting yeah, to yeah. think in the language, and it's yeah, a yeah. it's hard to do, but it's easier to do in French and in Spanish, especially because in French and Spanish we often don't translate as much, you know, as we right. do in Latin. In Latin, it's I had a student teacher one, or I had a girl that was interested in teaching, and she was helping me to teach. And I had to explain to her, and she couldn't understand for the life of her, why in Latin we translated and why in French. I told her, don't translate in French. If you do, your supervisor will kill you. But if you do it in Latin, they don't care. They, they think that's what you can do that in Latin. We do it all the time. But if you were to go to, if you were to do it in French and you got observed, they would not like it. And I don't think she understood for the longest time why that was. But anyway. All right, let's look at our exercises here. Um, this first exercise, simply you're just simply telling me what declension these nouns are in. And remember, the genitive singular, which is what we're working on in this part of the lesson, tells you the declension. So what declension is onus onerous? Um, third. That's right, because it ends in is. What about miles miletis? Um, let me see. I'm trying to find it. Um, I, Milos Militis. I can't find my paper. Oh, the dog <laughs> ate it. I can't find the exercise. I know you're in 49. Yeah, 49. It's down below that reading. It's down below the reading that we just did. Vocabulary. Yeah, it's down below that. It's down below that. It says exercise. And then it's kind of, I did, I made a mistake on it. It should say what declension, tell what declension these nouns belong to, but the what didn't, didn't come out exactly right. And then what is the base of each? So the base of onus onerous, we get by dropping the IS. So the base is owner. And that tells you how to do the rest of the declension. That tells you it's going to be onery, onus, onere, onera, et cetera. At base, that gives you the base. So like miles militis. It's also third. It's also third because it ends in IS and the base would be millet. And you're going to have that IT and all the declension, even though in the nominative, you don't have it. When you decline it, it's going to be there. All right. Pater. It's also third. I it's also third. What's the base of pater? P-A-T-R. Yep, P-A-T-R. So when you decline, it's going to be pater, patris, patri, patrim, patre, patres, patrum, patribus, patres, patribus. That's what I want you all to be able to do, by the way. Say that. Pater, patris, patri, patrim, patre, patre, patrum, patribus, patri, patribus. Just like that. All right. Number four, Gloria. First. First. Okay. What's the base? 
G-L-O-R. Glory. Yes, G-L-O-R. G-L-O-R-I. Glory. All right. What about Castra? What declension? Now, this is a tricky one. Looks like it should be first, but it's not. Looks like it should be first. It does. But look at the genitive. The genitive is O-R-U-M, which shows its genitive what? Plural. Plural. So genitive plural, of it's, so it's second declension. Second. It's that noun that is only plural. This noun is only plural. The singular doesn't exist. All right. Fides fidei. Um, third? I don't know. No. Fifth. No. Fifth. Fifth. A-E-I is the fifth declension. Oh. All right. Oh, and A-E-I. the base would be, the base would be fide. F-I-D-E be the base. Okay. E, F-I-D-E. Yeah. F-I. Yep, that's right. Latratus. Latratus. Um, fourth. I have yep. fourth. Latratus, latratus, and the base is latrat. Okay. And arbor, arborous. Mm. Arbor, arborous. Arbor, arborous. Yep, and the base would the base would be arbor. Yep, arbor. Very good. And senatus, senatus, fourth. Yep. So the base is senat. And onus. Did we do onus before? I think we did that number one. Yeah, we yeah. did. We already did it. So your yeah. teacher was stupid. Uh, onus. <laughs> it's third. Third declension. All right. Let's try to decline a few of these. We might not do all of these because it gets boring, but we'll do some of them. How would you do auxilium? What declension is auxilium? Auxilium. Um, oh. It would be the fourth. Four, no, I. Auxilium, auxili. Yeah. So what declension is that? Second. Yep. This is a second declension. Um, so how do we do it? You only have to do it in three cases. So it makes um, it a little easier. Auxilium is the nominative. Now, what's the genitive singular? Auxiliary. Auxiliary. A-U-X-I-L-I. Now, let me tell you something that I didn't know when I took Latin. If you lived in the period up to Cicero, you would write A-U-X-I-L-I for the genitive singular. If you lived after Cicero's time, you would write A-U-X-I-L-I-I. So you can do it either way. You could do it either way. All right. So auxilium. double I come about? I'm, I, I, you know, I've seen it both ways and I've been puzzled about that. Well, it's, it's something about, you know, because the, the idea is. That I is kind of, you know, I-U-M, that I is kind of extra there. And I guess the idea is maybe before Cicero, they, or, you know, up to that point, they thought auxilium, auxili. And after that, maybe people made mistakes and said auxili e, And they thought, ah, let's just do it that way. It's just a change that took place in the language for some reason. And so uh-huh. you can do it either way. Some books, some text, when I learned Latin, we learned auxili, but some textbooks say auxiliary so you can do it either way 
It only causes trouble when you have an IUM now. That's the only time it causes trouble. All right, so auxilium, auxilii, or auxilii, and what's the accusative? U-M. Same thing. Auxilium, same thing. So, Okay, so now the neuter plural, what does neuter nominative and accusative plural always end in? U-M. Um, um. A. A. So mm -hmm. auxilia, auxiliorum, auxilia. Auxilia. So aorum a. Orum, a. Um, e, um, a, orum, a. There's your neuter. All right, let's do one more. Familia. First concept. Okay, first. Familia, familiae, familiam. Yep. Familia, familiae, familiam, and the plural. Familiae. Yep, familiae. Familiae, familiarum. Familiarum. Um, yeah. uh, um, what is what's the, the what's the accusative plural? Familias. Familia with an A-S. Familias. A-S. All right. Yeah, A-S. A -S. All right, let's do coquus coqui, the word meaning cook. I'm getting kind of hungry, so that's a good word. <laughs> oh, by the way, now in this word, what might confuse you in this word is you have two U's, C-O-Q-U-U-S, but that first U simply goes with the Q. So don't let that U confuse you. U-E-S. Coquus. Coqui. Yeah. Coqui uh, is right. C-O-Q-U-I. Okay, accusative. U-M. Yep, coquum. Okay, nominative plural. Um. C O Q U. I don't know. Um, Coqui is the like the genitive singular, really. Coqui, oh, and then uh, the genitive plural. Coquorum. Coquorum, and then the accusative plural. A S. No, O S. Coquos. O S. Coquos. Remember, the accusative singular, first declension is A-S, second declension is O-S, third declension is E-S, fourth declension is long U-S, fifth declension is E-S. So say it's always going to be an S, Gary, unless it's neuter. Again. Say that, the plural accusative again. A-S for first declension, okay. O-S for second, E-S for third, long okay. U-S for fourth, and E-S for fifth, unless it's neuter, in which case it'll be A. So, yes, yeah, so it's coquos, C-O-Q-U-O-S. Coquos. All right, let's do litus. Litus, litoris, meaning sure. All right, so it's litus. Litoris, litus. Yes, litus, litoris, litus. You're right, Carla. Yes. The accusative is the same as the nominative because it's neuter. It's litus, litoris, litus. All right, and the plural? Oh, man. This is where I get really, I don't know why these. Litera. Litera, L-I-T-O-R-A. See, the base is literis from your genitive, and you're going to say litera, and then your genitive plural. Litoral. Literum, and then the accusative plural. Litera. Litera, same thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, litera. All right. What arbor. did you say the genitive plural is? Literum. L-I-T-O-R-U-M. 
The base is Litor and just add the U-M ending. Okay. Uh, Arbor. Arborus Arborum. Yep. Arbor, Arborus, Arborem, E-M. All right. Now your plural. Um. A B uh, Arbora. Or, no, Arborace, because it's yeah, Arborace. Yes. Arborace. Then the genitive plural. Arborum. No. Arborum. Arborum. What? Yep. And then your accusative plural is like your nominative plural. Arborace. Arborace. So ace um ace. All right. Hostess. Meaning enemy. So it meant twinkie. Oh well. Not a twinkie. No. <laughs> Every time you see that word, you think either Twinkie or Hostess with a Mostess. Or I think of a person who like uh, hosts at like a party or something. Yeah, Hostess, a Hostess, yeah. All uh, right, so Hostess, is Hostess, and the genitive is Hostess. Yeah. All right, accusative. Hostess. Hostess. Em. Now nominative plural. Um, by the way, it's very often used in the plural to talk about the enemy, like when Caesar's writing about the enemy attacked us. That's very commonly used in the plural. Yes. Yep. Hostess. Genitive plural. Um, hostorum. Hostium. Now, this is what's called an I-stem <laughs> noun since the nominative and genitive are the same. That means that the genitive plural has I-U-M, hostium, oh, and then your accusative is the same as your nominative, hostase. So there we are. Uh, now, space. No, we're not talking about spaceships. This word means hope. Right. This is a hard one because this is fifth declension. I mean, space, not, it's not space. hard, but. Space, 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 Yes, they are. Yes, they are. In the fifth declension, yes, they are. That's true. Okay. Not, so nominative is, accusative plural is, and not, um, nominative singular, nominative plural, and accusative plural are all the same in fifth declension. All right, last one. We're going to bark up the wrong tree here. Latratus. Latratus, latratus. Yep, latratus, latratus. Latratus. And then um, latres, right? No, latratum. Oh, latratum. Oh, yeah, I'm forgetting. Latratus, latratus, latratum. <laughs> now, plural. Now, this one's e kind of easy. Latratus, long U.S., latratuum, and latratus. How do you spell latratum? L-A-T-L-A-T-R-A-T-U-U-M. Okay, so one of the U's is not long there, right? It's just neither none of them in that genitive are long in the genitive plural. In the accusative plural, nominative plural, 
Accusative plural, nominative plural, and genitive singular. You have the long U.S. I used to tell my kids, you've got to write the long mark on those. Otherwise, we won't know that you know it's fourth declension. No, is the short one the ooh and the long one sort of ooh? No, the long, well. The long one, ooh, right? Yeah, well, in Greek words it is, but in Latin words it's more like oos, senatus, senatus. It's not like the French you. Okay. Unless it's a Greek word. In which case, then it is the y, the the upsilon in Greek is that u sound. That's e. also a y. If you have a y in Latin, it's u because it comes from a Greek word. Oh, that's why. Okay, so the, it its purpose isn't to separate the vowels. It's just a different sound because it, you know you know how some of the vowels run together. Um, they don't like a diff like a diphthong. Yes. Like a diphthong. Yeah, no, this is just, it's just a way of showing that you're not saying the nominative, you're saying the genitive or the accusative. And you just hold it twice as long. Like I say, latratus, it's more like latratus, latratus. It's sort of like an eighth note versus a half note. Okay. So it just doubles the vowel sound? Yeah, it lengthens it. And you, so you also change the sound from us to us. Latratus, okay. latratus, but okay. actually, but you don't, but you don't, now here's the funny thing. You don't accent that syllable. Like you don't say latratus, you say latratus, you still accent the second to the last syllable, latratus, you just okay. hold it a little longer, latratus, something like that. Okay. Not hey, easy, not easy. How that would work. Uh, I'm, yeah. What was the sound of the Y? I, I missed ooh, that. Ooh, ooh, like ooh. the French U. Like the French you. Ooh. Oh. So like if you had the name Hylas, H-Y-L-A-S, you'd say Hulas. Oh. oh. Yeah. Or the name Cyrus, you know, C-Y-R-U-S, you'd say Kuros. Now this Kuros. doesn't differ between the Catholic Latin and uh, the um, uh, Vulgate. Or no, I think this would be pretty much the same as far as that goes. Uh, I don't think the Catholic would, uh, you wouldn't know the difference if you heard them. So they'd say it the same way, I believe. Okay. All right. Number one, Philia Femini and Casa Est. Philia, well, something about family in a house. The daughter. Daughter uh, of the woman uh, is in the, the house. The daughter of the woman or the woman's daughter is in the house. Oh, I don't got house right <laughs> Okay. Number two. Fili e senatorum in opidum ambulant. The daughter, the children of the senators, not are children and not daughters. Sons, yeah, the sons of the senators are going to town. Walk to are the walking town. to the town. Yeah, walking into the town. The town is forgetting. Now, this next sentence, I made a mistake in. I think because. I wasn't sure what I was saying. I, I mean, I when I wrote the sentence, and then when I looked at it again, I wasn't sure what I'm saying was saying. It shouldn't be habent. It should be habet. Should be oh, okay because it didn't make. I couldn't find the yeah, plural. Yeah, it should say okay. habet. That's what okay. I so the boy's dog has a big head. The yeah. boy's dog has a big head. That's what I was trying to write. Yeah. Now, if you <laughs> did say habent, you could still make sense out of it. If the you did that, it would mean something like. Uh, the boys, the, boys, 
the boys have the big uh, hair. How, how was I doing this? Wait a minute. Um, the boys' dog. The boys. No, no. Wait a minute. Oh, I know. The boys have the big head of a dog. That is, mm -hmm. maybe they have a dog with a big head. But that that's it should have been habit, and that would make much better <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, I can. <laughs> All right, number four. Adoripam fluminis liberi hominum sororis portant. That's a good sentence. <gasps> I have no idea. <laughs> to the riverbank. You're right. To the riverbank, the children of the... Mm, <laughs> oh, Carrie. Uh, the children of the men carry the sisters? Yeah, the children of the men carry the sisters to the river bank. Mm -hmm. The children uh, of the men carry their sisters to the bank of the river. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me why. Maybe they were sick or something. <laughs> All right, number five. Gladii militis feminas timet. Mm-hmm. Women fear the swords of the soldiers. The soldiers. Uh, you got no, the right the idea. You got the right idea. The swords yeah. of the soldiers frighten Scare the, the women. Fright. Oh, yeah, it's team it. Okay. Yeah, frighten. frighten the women. You had yeah. the right idea then. All right. Libri poetai canem puelli laudant. Wait, wait. The, the soldiers is plural. Book. And which one? My, um, Five. The children of the poet. No, it's singular, Ninette. The swords of the soldier frighten. Okay, I thought woman. you said soldier. I'm sorry. It's it's the soldier. She's right. Whatever we said, she is right. All right, number six. Sorry. <sighs> Poets' children praise the girl's dog. The girl's Almost. Dog. It's not Lee Berry. It's Libri. The mm -hmm. books of the poet. The poet's oh. book. Praises oh, the girl's dog. Okay. The poet's 20 minutes. Th thank you. The poet's book praises the girl's dog. Wow. That'd be laudat then and not laudant because the book praises versus the book's praise. Plural verb. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's books. The poet's books. Praise mm -hmm. the girl's dog. Mm -hmm. The poet's books praise the girl's dog. So it is plural. Uh, number seven. Um, Marcus is afraid of the law. No. No. But Marcus is skilled in law. Peritus. <laughs> Peritus means skilled in. Oh, Marcus is in that word in English, we would say skilled in law, but in Latin, they say skilled of law. That's where they, they would say. <laughs> All right. Number we eight. Had that somewhere last week. Yes. It, it told you in the lesson that the word some adjectives take the genitive and one of them is peritus skilled in. All right. Eight. Era matris patrim et liberos timet. <laughs> I thought this was a funny sentence. An angry mother scares father and children. Yes. Well, the anger of the mother, the mother's anger scares oh, the father and the children. <laughs> Get a good woman mad and you know you got something. All right. Number nine. Castra militum sunt. 
Um, the camp of the soldiers. No, camp of the soldiers. Camps of the soldier are full of swords. Now notice, yes, you're correct in a sense, but it is, it's plural, but you translate it like a singular. So the camp of the soldiers is full of swords. Mm. So you say the camp is, even though it is plural, even though it mm -hmm. says the camps are, because mm -hmm. it really means the fortresses are. Remember, a Roman camp was made up of a whole bunch of fortresses. Oh. And that's why. Mm -hmm. so that's All why right. What's that, Carl? Why you're using sunt there. Yeah, because the word is plural, mm -hmm. but in English, we think of it as a singular. Mm -hmm. So, all right, number 10. Um, the, the cook, the, see, the, um, the cook is afraid of the stick of the man. Yeah, the cook fears the man's stick. In other words, he must beat her. That's right. <laughs> if she burns his toast, he's going to beat her. All right, number 11. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, the man leaves many servants into the whatever the camp or into wait, the no. house, house into the house. All right, twelve. Homo espisium nutis habit and etir. Oof. Okay, the man has. A letter of the soldiers? Of yep, a man has a letter of the soldier, or a man, the man has the soldier's letter. Mm -hmm. All right, and what? Since he has a soldier's letter, he's probably going to take it to him, right? Mm -hmm. so, and he makes a journey to the camp. To the camp. He makes a journey to oh. the camp. Good. Numerous serorum liberos famini non amat. Not love. Um, is this a number of the servants do not like the children of the woman? Yep. A number of slaves don't like the woman's Ooh. children. Yep. Wow. I'm a, it's a number mm -hmm. of the children used as one of those collective plurals that takes a singular. Yes. Yes, a the number, number of the slaves. And that's why the verb. Slaves that's why the verb is singular. A number don't like, but we in English we have trouble with this, right? That uh -huh. that that thing about each of us know or each of us knows. It's each mm -hmm. of us knows because it's each that's singular. Mm -hmm. But in English we have a terrible time with this. It always. Sound, I'm afraid to say it because people will think it's wrong. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do think it's wrong, but it isn't. So yeah. All right, and here's another one. Corpus weary homines ad castra militum portant. Body. Okay. Man, something body. The men carry the bodies. Wait a minute. Body of the man. The men carry the body of the man? What? <laughs> men. To the camp of the soldiers. You're right. The men carry the man's body to the camp of the soldiers. Uh, Maybe he's going to prove to him that he killed the guy. I don't know. 
Hmm. Wait, wait a minute. The Met, the Met, isn't it? Homines, men, uh, portant, carry, corpus, the body, weary of the man. Of the boy? Weary, weary of the man. He is man. Oh, oh, poor Earth boy. That's right. That's right. Okay. To the camp of the soldiers. Right. Now, what's weird about that sentence is I deliberately screwed the word order up for you. You wouldn't expect the accuse. You might expect the accusative not to be first, but I'll put it first, which is fine Latin, but it emphasizes the body. You know, a man. They yeah, anyway. All right. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to uh, do the rest of this. We'll do the rest of this next week. Okay. And I will also, I'm not going to give you any new thing yet. I'm going to, what I'm going to do for next week is give you a few more declensions to do. How about that? Okay. Because yes. you seem a little hesitant on these. So I'm going <laughs> to give you a few more declensions. We'll read our story. We'll do our English to Latin translation. And I will read you a Halloween story next week. You, we read the story about the werewolf. Remember that? And this, no. uh, don't You're going you know? to sing? Are you going to sing this song? We can sing this song right now. Okay. Alma Mater. You want to sing Alma Mater? What's Alma Mater mean, by the way? Alma Mater. Yeah, but what does that mean? <laughs> Gentle mother. Second mother. Yeah, nourish, mother. Nurturing mother. Oh. Nurturing, nurturing mother. Okay. Um, and, uh, and, of course, an alumnus means the foster child of a school. Okay, oh. so let's see if we can sing this song. You sing this song to the tune of Marilyn, my Marilyn. Oh, by the way, another thing you can do for your homework is answer. Uh, we have, You've read this story before, but we never had questions in Latin on it. So if you answer these questions in Latin, you'll be practicing the genitive case. So that's what we'll do for next week. All right, here's our song. Sing to the tune of Marilyn, my Marilyn. Ready? Mm -hmm. And then I got to find it. Here it goes. Alma mater, aldinos, omnis te laudantes, cordibus laetissimos, omnis te amantes, gloriam vel maximam, tibiet perpetuam, nos redemus gratiam, alma mater cara, alma mater omnia, Nobis quae dedisti, pocrasunt et optima, benedocuisti, artes et scientiam, veritatem integram, fidem vel sanctissimam, alma mater cara. Ooh. I used to teach this Latin one right before lunch, and they loved that line, feed them well. It sounded like feed them well, you know, we're getting ready to go to lunch. <laughs> Uh, that's what I mean. Like, doesn't mean that at all in Latin. They used to like that line. <laughs> Feed them well. Sanctissimum. Alma mater cara. All right. Let's see. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about our, our Roman history. And I might have time to tell you an interesting little story. You remember that we are now, Rome is now being ruled by the fifth king, whose name was Tarquinius Priscus. Remember that? He's the guy that came. He's the guy that came from Etruria, which is in the north of Italy, to Rome. And when he was on his way to Rome, what happened to him? Remember, he had a little event take place. You remember what that was? Um, 
um, an eagle down. came down, grabbed the hat <laughs> off his head. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah. And his wife thought up. that meant that he would be king. And when he gets to Rome, he gets to be the tutor of the sons of the fourth king, but he gyps them out of the throne by sending them away just when the vote's going to take place. And then he gets himself elected as the king, the fifth king of Rome. And they will never forgive him for that. And they will end up much later, 30 years later, assassinating him. Seemed like a long time to carry a grudge, doesn't it? But anyway. But anyway, during his reign, a very weird event occurred one day. People were outside walking around. And they suddenly noticed this little boy laying on the side of the road, sleeping. However, this little boy was sleeping, but guess what? <laughs> Flames were coming out the top of his head. And it looked like his head was on fire. <laughs> and this got everybody all excited. And so people went to get water to see if they could put his head out. I guess you could say he was the original <laughs> hothead, right? So people went to get water to put his head out, his fire out on his head, but the queen saw it. And she said, don't touch that kid. Let him go. Let him sleep. And they let him sleep. And when he woke up, the flames disappeared. Well, remember we said this queen knew how to interpret things. And so she took her husband aside and said, this kid is destined to be famous. We should raise him as our kid because he is intended. Great things are intended for this kid. That's what that flame showed. And so they took this kid in the palace. They raised him as their own child. When it came time to find a son-in-law for the king's daughter, there was nobody better found. So they married him to the king's daughter. And this, this kid will become the sixth king of Rome. And his name is Servius, which means like of a slave, Servius Tullius. Now, there's another, another version of that story that might be a little more probable. <laughs> unless you believe in this flame version anyway. The other version says that when they took some prisoners during war, there was a lady that was pregnant with a kid and they took her prisoner. She had been the queen of the area that they took, uh, that they captured and took her prisoner. And the queen of Rome felt sorry for her and thought, this is a, this is an equal queen to me. So I will raise her kid. And they raised the kid and the same thing happened. So you can take it either. You can believe whichever version of it you want to. I don't care which version you want to believe. Now, mm, oh, okay. I didn't now, say anything. I just chuckled. Now, so time goes on. This kid grows up, and he uh, it, it gets around the time for him to be king, and everybody figures he's going to be the next king. But the sons of the fourth king who got gypped out of their kingdom were furious. They said, not only did we get cheated out of our kingdom, but now it looks like a slave is going to take over and be a king. And they couldn't stand that. So they concocted a plot to kill the fifth king, thinking that they could then become the king. This plot is rather ingenious. They got these two country boys to come into Rome. And these two country boys stand in front of the palace and start arguing loudly. Like, you're dumb as I've ever seen. You're the dumbest man I've ever seen. You're so ugly. You look like you've been whipped with an ugly stick. And the other guy <laughs> said, what are you talking about, man? And they start arguing with each other, you know, real loud. Mm -hmm. And they, people come up and say, what's, what's the matter with you guys? Come on in. Let the king settle this dispute. So they take them in and they stand them before the king. 
And the king said, what's the matter with you guys? What are you fighting over? So one guy starts talking, I'll tell you what we're fighting about. He stole my cattle or whatever. While, 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 while the one guy's telling the king what they're fighting about, the other guy gets an ax, comes up behind the king, and busts him in the head with it and kills him. However, his wife doesn't want the sons of the fourth king to become king. And so she concocts a plot. And so what she does is she yells out the window. People hear that the king has been wounded. She yells out the window. Yes, he was wounded. And yes, the sons of the fourth king concocted this plot. We got to stop them. But he's all right. He's not wounded. He's not dead. He's fine. He really was dead in a door now. <laughs> and then she tells the sixth king, get ready. Get an army together. And when you get ready, I will proclaim, I will tell everybody that my husband is dead and I will proclaim you as the sixth king of Rome. It's exactly the same kind of thing that happened in the Bible when Solomon became king. If you remember that story, it's exactly the same kind of thing. Mm. And so, except in that case, it was King David that did it. In this case, it was, well, Bathsheba had something to do with it too. But anyway, by that ruse, she got the sixth king made king. And he will be a very good king. Okay, but it's but it's all because of her trickery that that worked out that way. And the sons of the fourth king then had to run away and uh, did not get away with their plot. Now, I think it's almost time to go. Got four minutes. She didn't tell me that yet, but I'm going to say it. Yeah, four uh, minutes. Four minutes. So she's got. Now, uh, what I want you all to do for next week then. Remember, you're going to read, you're going to read, you're going to do your translation exercises under, what is that? D, translate into English, into Latin, right below the sentences we just went over. You're going to read your story, try to answer questions in Latin, and I'm going to send you a few more nouns to practice declining, and then I'm going to read you a Halloween story next week about, probably about witches, probably a story about witches. We'll see. Okay, does any questions on any of this? You guys are working. Hey, Gary, mm -hmm. Gary, I just wanted to say I thought you wanted notification at two minutes. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're you're exactly right. I just was. I didn't want to get in the middle of something and then have to stop. You know what I mean? So I'm going to stop right yeah, now. I, and I understand. You got four minutes. Yep. Well, does anyone want to say anything for the next two minutes or four <laughs> minutes? Just thank you. you for being yes. Such thank a you. Thank you. So thank much. you. And thanks oh, for sending those notes out early too. That is well, true. I'll get them out again early, Carla. We'll try to help. We'll try to get uh, get them out so you guys have some time to fool with them. You know, to use them to work on. Them. Um. Anyway, if you all, you know, you guys are running this class. I mean, if if there's anything you think I can do that I'm not doing, anything you want to learn that I'm not teaching, anything you would are interested in, mm -hmm. you know, feel free to tell me because that's, you know, I couldn't do this class without you all. So. How do you say it's snowing today? We have our first snow in Pennsylvania. Are you serious? Uh -huh. Ningit. Ningit Hodie. Hodie means today. Hodie. Wait a minute. Where are you? Pennsylvania. Lake Erie. Yeah, we're down really? here in McMurray, really? too. Just a little bit of flurry activity. Oh. Are you serious? See, Man, we're living right best, down here in Maryland. One of our we best have friends is from, it's from Erie. Well, anyway, Hodie Ningit. Okay. N -I -N -G -I -T. 
Yeah, how do you need it? Nieve. Nieve. Or, yeah, in Spanish, it's what? Nieve, I guess. Yeah. 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 Or you could also say Nix Codit if you wanted to. Snow is falling. Nix Codit. You could say it that way, too. Oh. All is right. A little. A little. Um, it's snowing a little. A parm. Par. Parm oh. means a little. Yes. Parm ningit. Parm. Parm. Not parwum now. That means small, but parm means a little. have a word for flur. For what? A flurry, a snow flurry. Mm, if they do, I don't know. It. <laughs> I mean, they might have. They probably did, but I don't Hang on, know. hang on. It's just not the sort of thing you read wait. in Caesar. We have to wait. Wait just a minute, refs. All right, I'm going. I'll see you all later. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.